Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the Caboodle of Nonsense podcast. Okay, so today we are going to be covering <coughs> another versus battle on uh, this podcast. So last episode, uh, some of you may remember, we had the... Um, Earphones versus headphones versus battle. Um, and I understand that I said I would announce the winners for the earphones versus headphones versus battle, but currently I've had no comments, so I'm going to give it until next episode um, for people to send in voice messages of which they think is best and why. And my favourite voice message will be put up <coughs> and whatever they say their favourite is in there will be will be the winner. But anyway, today we are going to do as I said another versus battle. This one will be Smartwatch versus Fitbit. So the Fitbit I'm basing it off is the outer and the smartwatch I'm basing it off is Apple watch um so first of all we will go we will start with this um so this this stuff that the apple watch has touchscreen thermometer step tracker fitness tracker meters meters travel indicator which is essentially the same as step tracker um a microphone a heart rate monitor you can text with it, has full detection, it has notifications, and it's 399 to 799 That's in dollars, so I can work that out in um, English money, but I will leave it in dollars for the moment until I get time to work it out. Um, and then, so that's Apple Watch. It does have a fair bit. Um, and it is obviously made by Apple, so this is an Apple Watch. I believe most, um, smartwatches also have that. Just one last minute research point. I forgot to go over when I was researching this beforehand. Um, so yeah, that was touchscreen thermometer, step tracker, fitness tracker, meters traveled indicator, which is essentially the same as step tracker, microphone, heart rate monitor, texting, full detection, notifications, and the price is 399 to 799 Um, so the Fitbit also has a touchscreen to some degree. A thermometer, this is the, I'm going by Fitbit Alta, because that's the kind of model I was thinking of when I originally drew up the plans for this. It has a touch screen, has a thermometer, it has a step tracker, it has a fitness tracker, it has a meters traveled indicator, so essentially same thing. Um, no microphone on it. It does have a heart rate monitor, it is Fitbit or fitness 
um, monitor type thing. It has no texting capabilities, no full detection whatsoever, and it has a vibration motor in it, but not really notifications like your alarm is gone off or um, John's just texted you or whatever like the um, Apple Watch does. And it is 80 to 100 and six dollars and nineteen cents. So that would be versus. I believe personally, I haven't tried either of them, but I do have a fake knockoff um, smartwatch, and that <coughs> is good as how is is basically as good as how I imagine a Fitbit to be. Um, I mean, the Apple Watch is just a small phone, but it also does cost as much as a small phone for a watch. You might as well buy yourself a nice, really nice, regular watch for the amount of money you can buy an Apple Watch with. Um, and whereas a Fitbit Alta is, or just Fitbit in general, is designed for running and exercise and on-the-go things like it has a thermometer and all that kind of stuff and I believe it has like a sleep tracker in there as, as well as the um, Apple Watch and so it really depends on what you're using them for if you're using it if you want to use it to uh, text Jane about the about the fact that she needs to pick up the kids from school while you're sat in the car or um have a calculator on your wrist rather than in your pocket then and you have enough money and budget as well then buy an apple watch it's it's a good investment you're not gonna you're going to get your money's worth if you buy an Apple Watch. You're buying what... You're, you're getting what you buy, sorry. And a Fitbit, if you, if, you, if you just want to have something other than your phone to track your fitness and all that, um, like something that can be on you at all times, be on you while you sleep to track your sleep and all that, um, then by all means, buy a Fitbit, because that's what it's designed to do. Neither one is better than the other... Well, no, they are better than each other at different things. The Apple Watch is much better at communications, but the Fitbit is probably better at tracking your sleep or things like that. And um, and the Fitbit is better at being slim and sleek and comfortable. Not saying that the Apple Watch isn't, but the Fitbit is. It looks more comfortable having seen people wear Fitbits. It, so, yeah, it's up to you to decide which one you would rather use. It's not a... <coughs> it's not a... One's better than the other and you should only buy one. It's a buy whichever one you think would be better for you to buy. 
because that's the only reason that there's two of them, because one is better at certain things than the other is at those things, and the other one is better at certain things than the first one is. So, yeah, I don't personally have a preference. If I had enough money, I'd probably wear both. One on, uh, one on one wrist, one on the other, and then you have best of both worlds. But they're they're, they're both just as good as each other. Okay, so <coughs> we've got another versus, which makes two total versus matches in today today's episode. Um. And this one's a little bit different. So, the past three episodes and part of this episode on this channel have been tech. Yet, (coughs) in the description, it says that this channel is both tech, art, and general information. And so, today, we are going to have an episode leaning in the, in the um, direction of general information. And it, uh, the topic for today's general information episode will be electricity production. Which, what is the best way to produce energy? But like I said, this is a versus, so there's obviously two I've picked out for us to debate. Those two would be hydroelectric and wind. Hydroelectric, for those who don't know, means water. And wind, for those who don't know, although you probably should, means wind. Um, Then there is... So, we will be discussing wind farms and hydroelectric energy plants and seeing which one is better for both the environment and for energy production. Wind farms are, as most people would know, (coughs) um, rows and rows of turbines on large poles way up in the sky in fields or empty lots of land and the wind will spin those around and create energy (coughs) transferred into electricity Um, so the kinetic energy of the moving will be transferred into electricity or electrical energy, I think it might be called electrical potential actually, but I'm just going to call it electrical, Um, and then that will be sent to homes across the country to be used for dishwashers, charging phones, tablets, it'll be used for kettles, ovens, microwaves, lights, fridges, (coughs) lamps, charging laptops, tablets, 
PDAs, wireless earbuds, uh, watches, Fitbits, and powering clocks. Not clocks, maybe. No, they're not clocks, sorry. Not clocks. Um, powering air fresheners, because I know some of those are plugged into the wall so they can spray every once in a while. Powering TVs, PlayStations, Xboxes, all manner of things. Um, <coughs> so that we, the consumer, I guess you could call us, in fact, probably would call us, um, can use them. And as also with hydroelectric, there are pros and cons. Some of the pros of wind farms are that they're easy to operate. They use unused plots of land out in the countryside and down motorways and things like that. And they are good for the wind climate in UK. So, <coughs> if you're in the UK, you already you already know this. And most people outside the UK will know this as well because of um, the stereotypes of how the UK is. But we do not have very extreme weather. If you're in the UK, you won't find um, it going from being 60 degrees to being um, minus... 12 and snowing it will be relatively sunny to relatively hot or relatively rainy to just about snowing and whichever one it is will depend on what season it is in almost all seasons you will have the relatively sunny and rainy and in wintry seasons, you will have the, you'll mostly have rainy to, <coughs> um, like minus three, and snowing. Uh, some years you will, some years you won't. And um, then in the summer, you will have probably highs of like thirty, maybe thirty-five up. At the most, and normally it's like twenty, late, uh, like late twenties, upper twenties, um, and then um, on cold days during the summer, it'll just be a little bit sunny, and it'll be like sixteen, seventeen degrees. <coughs> but it's almost always windy, so we always have really good um we always have really good wind wind farm weather which makes them good to use in the in the UK but then again some of the cons are that they can be expensive and um, you are putting up I don't know steel aluminum titanium whatever it is towers in the middle of 
some old farmer's plot of land that he doesn't use. Um, and then attaching fans with energy generators to it and um, all that kind of stuff. And it's also unreliable occasionally due to the fact that not all the time in the UK is it windy and blowing a gale and all that kind of, whatever you want to call it. Not all the time is it super windy and good weather. <coughs> a lot of the time it can be really bad weathered but be relatively calm. As in really bad weather being super hot or super rainy or anything but the wind will be calm so that doesn't help okay so now on to hydroelectric the so hydroelectric the the type of hydroelectric energy i'm talking about is the type where you have two hills two hills uh sorry one two hill two reservoirs or lakes, you can have a lake and a reservoir, you can have two man-made reservoirs, or two lakes if you manage to position it properly enough. Um, and you essentially drill a hole in the bottom of the first lake, when I say hole I mean, I mean like a big hole, like a tunnel, in the bottom of one of the upper lake, that goes into the side of the lower lake, then you put turbines in that um you put turbines in that um <coughs> in that tunnel so as the natural gravity pulls the water through it uh, pulls the water that gets put into the upper tunnel by rain through the turbines it creates water while going into the lower lake so you can even string together multiple lakes, um, like one reservoir or lake at the top of the mountain going through three or four other reservoirs to get, then goes down to the bottom lake and they all have sets of turbines with tunnels in them, sorry, sets of tunnels with turbines in them and as the water flows through the turbines it spins them and creates energy so essentially they're the same thing but one's underwater and one is in the air wind farms and hydroelectric power plants <coughs> so that's the type i'm talking about there's also a tidal and wave energy tidal is where high tide is caught behind a barrier and let go through um uh, through turbines back into the sea and wave energy is where you have a machine that looks like an egg with a plank of wood poking out of it the plank of wood being a float and the egg being a buoyancy device and the egg will, the egg looking thing will capture the energy created by the waves by turning and then the buoyancy rotor will keep it flat keep, keep, keep it like floating above the water and so on one side you can have super, super heavy waves but as soon as it goes through that 
it'll be relatively calm afterwards. Um, because it's capturing the natural motion of the waves and turning it into energy and then the water just passes through. <coughs> but anyway, yeah, the first one, the pros for it are that it creates energy whatever the weather is, it creates a relatively high amount of energy, and it goes on for as long as both the components work and the rain cycle continues. So if we manage to create components that never stopped working, never got rusty, never anything, they could keep going long after humans were going and generating unneeded energy, um, we could do just that. Go on long after humans are gone and creating unneeded energy. Um, because the rain cycle will always continue. And cons are, but cons are that it only works in the correct geographical area. So these are mountainous because you need. <coughs> wow, I'm just coughing all the time today. One reservoir above another for it to flow down through. Or ideally to make a really good system, three or four west reservoirs at differing heights. You can go down through one all the way down to the bottom. Um, and maintenance would be hard due to the fact that it's a tunnel with metal that will eventually rust in the middle of it. Um, with water. It's like putting fans underneath the ocean and or in a lake that runs really fast and then trying to get people down to replace the fan blades after um uh, after they rust. It's not impossible but it's gonna be hard due to the fact that there's always water rushing through it and um, you're dealing with rusty fan blades and, or well, or turbine blades in this case, and they're, they're underwater. Like, you, you, you can't very easily swim through a stream that's going one way as fast as possible with gravity acting on it as well to get rid of these rusted on metal turbines that can cut through your whatever you're wearing, scuba gear or whatever. It's just, it's not impossible, but it's extremely hard. Um, so, to be completely honest, I don't know which one would be better. They both have pros that are really good and cons that cancel each other out. If it were just the pros, um, I would say that hydroelectric energy would probably be better because it also doesn't take up much space other than the fact that you can't drill very far underground um, in certain places where the pipelines are. Um, but then when you... If the cons... Because the cons do exist... Um, 
you have the problem of the fact that you need to find a perfect geographical area and it's going to be pretty hard for maintenance. So I personally can't come up with an answer to the which one is better. So I think this is going to have to be another what do you guys think based on all the points that I've given you and the the ideas um, you can probably come up with based on what I've given you. <coughs> What's your opinion? What do you think would work better? If you can... Um, if you can... Make an opinion for yourself and... Um, and voice it well enough with evidence backing it up in a voice message to this podcast i will put it in let's go give you three weeks uh, sorry three episodes in three episodes time i'll ask you for your answers see if there are any and um you can do that, I'll put your answer in the video. Not in the video, in the podcast. Name mentioned. Voice answer being played. All that stuff. Um, and you can... And you can share your opinion to everyone who watches this. So, that is my challenge to you guys. Come up with a an informed opinion and reasons why you think that opinion is any good and I will choose a person who answers okay uh, so remember to comment both about headphones versus earphones Apple watch versus Fitbit whichever you prefer and especially to comment about uh, to comment your answer on whether you think wind farm or hydroelectric and a reason why you believe your choice of energy to be superior or a better idea than the others and I will click I will click I will choose one of them to be in the video three episodes from now so that will be episode seven so look out for that in episode 7 unless of course nobody bothers to comment or anything and (coughs) and thank you for watching thank you for listening to the Kaboodle of Nonsense podcast and goodbye